This is a City of Crestview podcast. Welcome to Civic View. I'm your host, Chance Levins, and I serve as your digital media specialist here at the City of Crestview. One of my primary roles is to help facilitate communication between you and your local government. And here at City Hall and all across the city, we believe in transparency and we value civic engagement. And we hope this podcast will be a great opportunity for both. So let's get started. Hello, Crestview. Thanks for joining me for this episode of Civic View. Um, Today, we're going to talk all things Foxwood. That is the Foxwood Country Club, the annexation uh, vote that's going to be coming up for the residents of Foxwood Country Club Estates. And so today, uh, joining me, I have uh, City Manager Tim Bolduck. How's it going, Chance? You doing all right? That's going good. I'm doing good. And I also have a special guest, uh, Christina Black. She is a resident of Foxwood Estates, as well as a realtor here in town. Hey, gentlemen. Thank you for having me. Well, thank, thank you for joining us. I really appreciate you taking the time to, to do this and engage with us. Absolutely. This is something we're really excited about doing here in Crestview. So I guess where we want to get started is, first of all, I'm going to put Tim on the spot for a second. We're going to talk about why we decided to buy Foxwood Country Club. Right. So, uh, it's actually a pretty interesting story. We, When I very first started, uh, like the first week that I was here at the city, the mayor came in my office, which at the time was a conference room, and I was sitting at a table uh, with no desk or anything, and he came in and he said, hey, I got this great idea. Let's buy Foxwood. And I said, what is Foxwood? Is that the golf course that closed a couple of years ago? And he goes, yes. And I said, there is zero chance that we are buying a golf course. Um, I was not excited about it at all. Um, but uh, as time developed and, you know, as time went on and, and we began to look at what the needs in the community are, uh, specifically from an outdoor recreation perspective, um, it, it became a little bit more enticing. And then I had, I uh, bumped in somewhere, I bumped into a, a realtor here in town, uh, Christina, and we got to talking about whether or not uh, buying Foxwood, the city buying Foxwood would be a good idea and, and what annexation would look like if we did. And, and so um, uh, that kind of prompted us to start thinking about it, but really why we ended up doing it is because uh, there were some, there was going to be a change in hands and ownership and, and the, the people who were going to take over that property were actually from out of the area. And we, we felt like uh, that it's such a beautiful piece of property um, and it weaves in between all that neighborhood over there that, that leaving the future of that property to somebody outside of our area could uh, present some problems. And so um, we started really pursuing it and, and so on. So that yeah, was I mean, deal. it was an opportunity for us as a whole city. Right. And it kind of was silly for us not to take advantage of that. Right. And yeah. so we, we did. Absolutely. And, you know, we're, we're excited about it. Um, and one of the reasons why we have Christine on as a guest is because we kind of want to find out, you know, are, are you excited as a resident? Oh, yes, very much so. Um, you know, I think in the neighborhood with anything, you'll find that there's, you know, a mixed bag of emotions. There's some people that are very much so on board and fully supportive. There's other folks that are kind of in the middle and maybe just have some questions and need some additional answers. And, you know, unfortunately, there are a few folks that um, we know loudly are are anti-annexation. Right. Um, but overall, we know that, um, you know, the city purchasing this, this property and the potential for what may come is really overall a very good thing for our neighborhood. So we're excited. So, so one of the things I think we talked about early on, uh, Chance, when Christina and I talked about it was, you know, if, 
with with uncertainty in that property and not knowing what's going to happen there, um, and specifically there's some there's some soil issues. And so if somebody if a developer was going to take that property, they were going to have to build something an intense uh, development, something like apartments. And so from a real estate perspective, um, to me that seems like that's a, a or, or it seemed like when, you know when we were talking about it that to me it made it kind of a no brainer um, that you would want to protect the investment. Absolutely. Um, you know, of course, I think about that a bit as a realtor, but really as a resident, I mean, right. the majority of the community there does did not necessarily want a, um, you know, high rise apartment building in their backyard. Right. Especially because you're going from just beautiful property to, uh, you know, right now, even if you look at it, some of it was unkept. Now, now we've been mowing it since we got yes, there. Super, you guys have done a great job. Thank you. Super proud of the work those guys mm-hmm. are doing over there. Um, and if you saw the size of the snakes that we've gotten, I'm going to show you some pictures. No, I'm going to take like a hard snakes? pass on that. Hard pass. I have been lucky enough to not yeah. um, see many in the community, and I'd like to keep it that way. So, <laughs> out of sight, out of mind. That's, that's of right. Situation. That's yeah. right. I'm, let me just say that some of them are, are fairly large. Now, there's, there's definitely, but the guys have been doing a good job over there uh, get, getting it mowed and stuff. So, um, so yeah, we're excited about that. Um, we, I was concerned, uh, you know, as the city manager, it's the natural direction that the city would grow. So there's a lot of vacant land out there um, by very few owners, really. Uh, there's uh, 7,000 acres, I think, in between the Antioch Road and and what becomes the city limits moving towards Highway 85. And so there's a big piece there that that is the natural direction the city would grow. And allowing that piece of property to, to get out and and not and not having any say in what happened with that that it was just uh, something that I was not excited about. So, was it a golf course when you bought there? It was, yes. So, yeah. So so I guess that changing is probably um, uh, wasn't something you expected. No, no. As it definitely was not. Um, in fact, I, I think a lot of us in the neighborhood were quite devastated whenever we realized, hey, this is really coming to an end. Um, so the potential to bring it back is is very much so exciting. And intriguing. It, it, speaking on that that potential, let let me ask you. I mean, I, I've seen you at the meetings. You're you're active in, in the ones that we've had, the community outreach meetings we've had with the neighborhood. And it, as far as, I mean, we we have some short term plans, and we'll talk about that before this is over with. But we have long term plans as well. I mean, does it seem like, or to you, or maybe you know, I don't want to get into hearsay or anything like that. But are people excited about the possibilities of what we can do with that property? Yeah, uh, very much so. Um, there is some concern. You know, people want to know kind of where where we might see these sorts of proposals and, and um, ideas in writing. Right. Um, you know, but overall, we know that this was probably the best solution, um, you know, because Otherwise, we don't know whose hands that property would have come into. And so where I'm situated on the course, um, you know, I, I could see many more houses being built in my backyard, which was not necessarily ideal. Um, the property that I own in Foxwood was purchased because of the fact that I have a nice open expanse for my backyard that um, luckily I don't have to maintain. Right. And, what, and yeah, and our goal um, from the very beginning has been to maintain the green space in between the properties. And, and you know, we continue we continue that direction. Um, it looks like probably, uh, well, it doesn't look like the council has uh, 
appropriated in the budget some money for that master planning that you're talking about. So awesome. what are we going to do with the property? Mm -hmm. um, well, we've actually uh, allocated enough money to bring in a company to do a master plan, which I think is a big deal because there's a lot of things we got to look at um, as far as how if we, if we put a rec complex on any component of the golf course, uh, which we've been talking about, that north component, um, that we need to make sure that it's designed in such a way that it doesn't shine lights in your backyard and that kind of stuff. And, you know, that's the beauty of being, you know, Chance and I talked about in the first episode on here about um, why I like local government. And it's because it's local decisions made locally. Like I'm going to bump into Christina at Walmart at some point if you shop Walmart. And so I got to be able to answer to you. And that's the thing about, you know, being a part of the city that makes it, um, you know, it just, it leverages your ability to have influence on what your backyard looks like. Sure. Well, you won't catch me unless you're next to me in the Walmart pickup line. But ah, <laughs> nice, nice. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, you know, we, ha we have bumped into each other here and sure. there and been able to touch base about this and that. And so that is, it is nice. I do feel like you guys have done a really great job of keeping the community involved. And um, as a member of that community, we appreciate it. Yeah, we're, we're, we're trying, you know, we, every, everybody has to start somewhere. Mm -hmm. And in Crestview, communication is something that I think for a while probably might not have been a priority, but we're pushing to try to make that more important and because it's valuable. And we need citizens to engage and we need everyone to participate in that. And so if you guys do choose to annex when it comes time to vote, um, we'll have more citizens that will be involved as well. And that that's exciting. So um, let me ask you this, Christina, what is your, what would be your biggest concern about this process? You know, with Foxwood, what, what are you scared of the most? Oh, goodness. I tend to be an optimist. And so I don't know that I really have major concerns. Okay. Um, I can tell you that, you know, I've been listening to what the people in the community sure. have, have had to say. Um, and I think that probably the thing that hits at the top of the list is that there is concern that we will annex in and we will, you know, have higher taxation and, and right. the other right. things that come along with that, you know, utilities and whatnot, um, and then never see really progress or development right. that, you know, it's it's being talked about, um, right. but where where does it really actually start to be seen. Right, right. Yeah. And that's, I mean, it, that's, a, that's an understandable concern for sure. And, you know, we've, we met and talked about, I mean, we met with the residents uh, multiple times and, and really wanted to try to get, if we could get everybody to just agree on what, you know, what was going to happen, then, you know, we could put deed restrictions and things like that on the property that we own. But, you know, at the end of the day, uh, what, what my goal is, is we'll see here November 3rd uh, when they vote. Uh, and, and, you know, for those of you listening to the podcast, it'll be the residents the people who live in Foxwood, which is such a crazy, uh, the statute, the state statute sets out the way they vote, but that's who will decide. And then at, at that point, as soon as that's done, you know, my goal is to meet with the neighborhood. And then if the annexation occurs, then we can talk about what my thing is. I can't, I can't nail down what we do with the property until I know whether or not the annexation occurs. And as soon as that happens, um, which I'm, I'm, I'm fairly confident it will, uh, there's, you know, there's all kinds of, um, fun and exciting, um, information that comes out of people who oppose it that's not always necessarily um, lines up with what's actually happening. Um, I've seen some, you know, I've talked to some folks on the phone, but, you know, um, 
but once it happens, and I believe it will happen, then then I plan on meeting with the neighborhood and we'll nail down, you know, protecting. The big thing is we want to, and you need to protect those that space that's between the properties um, on the south side. And we want to do that by by bringing in an executive golf course is, is what, that's our goal. Um, that hasn't changed um, nine whole course. In speaking to that, let let's talk a minute about short term. So, what what can the members of the community um, and the rest of Crestview expect to see from us as far as the next year or two years go? I know we have some plans for the driving range Correct. and a putting green and something we're uh, we're going to do something with the building that's there as well, right? Uh, well, we're not sure about the building yet. Okay. Which way we're going to go with that? So, we've already begun work on. Uh, obtaining all the things that are necessary to get the driving range up and running. Our goal is to have that running in the spring. Uh, so we actually, cool. between, there's some equipment that we have to get in the in the um, the little distribution places for the for the golf balls and that kind of stuff. Um, but my staff is working on that. They've been working on it, and we hope to in the spring open that up. And then we'll move from there to the tennis courts um, is is probably the next thing I think that we'll we'll touch up on there. And uh, between now and December, actually between November fourth and December, we'll actually select a company for the master plan uh, for the property, and that's going to lay out for us uh, kind of a timeline. What would be the thing you'd want to see first, Christina? Oh. Um, you I know, know if I asked your husband what he'd want to see first. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. But Mr. Black is not here right now. So um, one of the things that I miss the most about, um, you know, when Foxwood was functional previously is that it was really the building itself was a meeting place. Right. You would go up there at any given time of day and you would find some of the, you know, some of my neighbors um, in there socializing and right. being in community together. And so, you know, I would love to big picture see that restaurant come in or see the opportunity to have a mutual meeting place again. Um, I understand that may not be, you know, the first thing on the list. It may not be short term. Mr. Black would say that he's ready for that driving range and right. keeping green to, you know, to open up um, so he can get his practice swings. In. Right. I had to work hard to convince him that this was a good idea. So if I don't get the driving range done, he might hunt me down. <laughs> he, was, he was a tough, tough character. Um, so, you know, uh, to speak to that restaurant component, we that's absolutely the plan. The question now is uh, whether or not it's in that building or we tear that building down and put a building up. But a public-private partnership for a restaurant is is at the forefront of that plan. And so once we engage the company that's going to do the master planning for us, um, then we'll figure out does the building stay or does the building go. And, and you know, you, you get it. So um, is it Tell, tell me what company you work for again. It's I know you're in real estate. What's the company name? Keller Williams Realty Kel Emerald Coast. Em Keller Williams Emerald Coast. So so you know as well as I do that like when you start to look at um, this type of a of a business deal for I need to determine whether or not putting there's there's a point at which you can put too much money into the building, and and so we want all of that money to be private money. Uh, so whoever comes in to run the restaurant to invest in the building, well. I need to make sure there's an economy of scale there is that if it's too much money in the building, then we're not, then the restaurant won't be successful. And so that's where we're trying that part of it's what we're working out. Whether or not there's a restaurant is not a question anymore. I mean, th that's definitely the plan. It's just, is it in that facility or is it in a new building? Gotcha. So that's, that's where we're headed with that. So cool. So I think uh, one thing we do need to address just, just for a moment is, is the actual vote. 
So okay. when the residents of Foxwood Estates, and that's not necessarily property owners, that's the actual residents. Some of them do own property, some of them rent. If you're registered to vote and you live in a property that's within Foxwood Estates, then it will, as the way I understand it, is it will show up on your, your ballot when Correct. you go to vote. Yeah. yeah, so if you voted, uh, I mean, let me word it this way. I'm sure everyone voted during the last during the primary election, right? And so when you did that, you gave your your address. And if you voted, um, if you if you went on an early vote, which the majority of the people voted early this time, but if you go on an early vote, or if even when you go there, you give your address, they determine what precinct they actually print your ballot based on your precinct and your ID and where your voter registration is. And so when that ballot is printed, it will have on there um, the annexation question, which will be annex yes or annex no. Got yeah. it. So was that then that'll be printed on the early ballots as well? As well. Okay. Yeah. So based on Perfect. whatever you're right. So when you give your name and your, your ID card at the when you go to vote, um, they're going to they pull what precinct you're in and then it'll say it'll show that. So, yeah. And so make sure you go out and vote. Yeah. One of the I'd, I'd like to hit one of the questions. I, I got a question from somebody out of town that called me up and said that they had heard a rumor that as if we annexed, as soon as we annexed, the city was going to hit them with a $3,000 water and sewer fee, um, which what they're referring to is an impact fee, um, which uh, first of all, the numbers were a little bit inflated. And then uh, secondly, that that's not the case. Uh, and so what I've agreed to the neighborhood from the very beginning is that, um, well, if I could install the infrastructure through another project that we're doing, which is what we're going to do, uh, then they could attach when they wanted to attach. So they would pay the connection fee and hook up when they wanted to. They would not be required to. Um, and so I just want to cover that one. If you're in your neighborhood and you hear that, um, you know, tell them it's not true. Tell them to call me and I'll be happy to explain to them. Um, and, you know, we've it's documented. We've done enough public meetings. This is a this is a recording of me saying, look, we are not going to force connect in that neighborhood. So, however, uh, I mean, as a property owner there, my thought process is that it's probably better for me to go ahead and pay that impact fee sure. now right. versus the you know in the future that fee may go up right well correct? it's actually gone up since we started talking not today oh <laughs> but the first time we met uh, you know the very first well that's true the uh, the city went through a rate study this year and so as a result of that rate study uh, i think when we originally spoke it was 1800 and now it's like 21 or something i don't remember exactly um, but but it, it's a couple hundred dollars more now than it was even the first time we talked and that's because we went through a rate study now that will that number will stay the same you know for the next 3 or 4 years but 10 years down the road they're going to do another rate study or or hopefully if i'm here we'll do another rate study and it may go up again and so you're right it's it's a dollar now is going to be cheaper than than the cost in the future for sure so whether you connect it or not you can you can reserve that space so speaking of, I actually have a question from someone in the community Good. Um, that's it's prevalent um, after what we just went through this last week with the storm. A lot of folks were without power. Right. Luckily, our neighborhood, um, we maybe had a flicker or two. Right. But the question comes into play once we do switch to the sore and we have these grinder pumps in the right. community. If the power goes out, will the pump work? Can we flush? So that is a great question. And so each of these grinder pumps have a lift station um, 
and and what they call a wet well. So there's a certain amount of capacity that they would have. Um, now, if it ran for two weeks or something like that, or a longer period of time, um, we would run into some trouble uh, with that as well. So that's a great question. That's something that we need to make sure we address as we uh, develop and install the system. Because um, there are some safeguards that we can put in place to prevent that. Um, there's places that we can take it to. So, um, man, that's a great that's a great question. And I would definitely say you guys want to make sure you get that nailed down with us. Uh, we have the the ability through VAC trucks and things like that to keep those maintained until the power comes back on. And so that's something we need to work into the agreement for sure. Great question. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I can't I can't take credit for that. It's um, <laughs> a good one. I, I was I'm very glad for the opportunity to be able to come and ask these questions in person. Um, the other one is is also a drainage issue. The question that um, I have to propose. Um, obviously, you're aware there's a lot of natural springs right. in the neighborhood right. in the community, and so um, you know there's some concern as as these lines are going in or as the pumps are being installed. Will you guys be looking at drainage solutions for the neighborhood? Right. So actually, I had a meeting Thursday to review um, some drone footage that we had taken specifically to address the natural flow of water across the golf course and into your neighborhood. And so we're already working on it. Um, Great. That's amazing. Uh, because what part of the problem you've got right now is the golf course was cool, but they built the golf course in spite of the flow of water. And so when we look at a redesign of that space, we're going to do it with the flow of water and make sure that we do appropriate um, you know, pipe sizes and things like that to move the water. Part of the problem you got right now and part of the problem they've always had is that where they crossed areas that were wet, they didn't go with su- sufficient enough pipe sizes. And so what we did is we brought in um, the Okaloosa Co- County Extension and they actually mapped with a drone the whole area and we're looking at it's called a watershed so we're looking at the watershed and how all that water flows and it's one of those things that you know the more I look at this this project uh, from the city's perspective I want to make sure that I know exactly what we're getting into and so that's one of the things we're mapping it's a great question too though especially with all the 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 flooding and stuff that went on Um, we were lucky in Crestview we didn't have inside the city limits we didn't have any water in houses but it got really close yeah, that, that river got, Shoal River rose really quick. Super high. Yeah. So that's just that's part good. of the beauty of living on the view, though, right? So right. we're up on the hill. So right. What do you got? You got some more big questions for me? I like them. Um, I mean, the only other question that I came, you know, loaded with today was just more or less like, when will we kind of see these things in writing? Like we've talked about deed restrictions sure. and, and whatnot from there. So what we'll do is we'll meet. uh, So November 3rd, you guys are going to vote on it. As soon as the vote is done, uh, then sometime in the middle to the end of November, I plan on doing another community meeting where we sit down and talk about, okay, so yes, you guys are in. Welcome. Um, Now let's talk about how we can protect your investment over the future and and things like that. So we're going to do that. I'll do that before the end of the year. So is if from, you know, if everything is the way we want it to be in November, if the vote is successful uh, and you guys, if that's the way you want it to be, then we'll uh, between then and the end of the year, we'll, we'll work out those details. Because the other thing I want to do is provide for you timelines for when the meetings are going to be. We want you to participate in the meeting. Part of the reason you're annexing is so you have a say in what happens in that area. So we want to, we want to work on that as well. Got it. Um, So to be clear, if we decide not to annex 
our community will no longer be involved in the master planning of what will happen. Well, you, you always can you always can come. It's a public meeting. You'll always have a say. The the biggest difference, and this is what I tried to relay during that meeting. So the the question has always been, oh, you only want, or the comment is, you want an annex so that we'll pay the loan payment, right? That the that's the direct question. Yeah, that's the common one. And the answer is yes, that is correct. It, the 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 overall ad valorem revenue from the annexation of Foxwood offsets the payment for the city to buy a golf course they didn't need, which then protects you and your investment in return. And that's what makes this such a great relationship. It gives us a voice. It gives, and it, Well, it gives you a voice also, but definitely gives you a voice. But it also frees up the cost of the loan payment for me too. And that's what I've told you all along. And that's and so that's that's been our promise to the community. If the community does not annex, I have to figure out where am I going to pull the $100,000 from. So th- the idea of guaranteeing that we're not going to do anything but passive in between the properties is something that I just can't do until I know how to offset the cost. And by that, I mean, if I have to do something bigger to, you know, if we have to give up a portion of the driving range or something to, because we've been, you know, we've had people offer to buy portions of the property from us already. Um, we don't want to do that. And so that's the part I, you know, for, for me and to the neighborhood has always been a partnership. You know, you you all understand exactly where the city's coming from. We're borrowing money to buy this property. Um, you, the the cost of that loan will be offset by the ad valorem, and together we can protect the future. When that happens, that's what we'll do. If it doesn't, then I'm still. You guys still have a say because you're because you're an affected party. So you you'll be coming to the meetings and that kind of stuff. It's just whether or not I push have to push parking for the complex, you know, into the neighborhood and then sell off property on the north side. And that I don't know what that will look like, I but see. I got to pay the loan. Right. Okay. All Sounds right. like we're going to be better together. Always. Yeah. Always. 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 Um, okay. So do you have any more questions for us? That's all I've got for now. Okay. Awesome. So make sure you vote, whether you're a Foxwood resident or not. It's important to do that. And <laughs> Never been more important than this election. It's always important yeah. in every election. <laughs> well, for, for the city of Crestview, I mean, we've got, we've got a lot of... Absolutely. We've got the annexation. We've got um, charter amendments, those kind of things. Yeah. It, it, there, there, and there might be a presidential thing going on that's super maybe. important. Maybe. I mean, who's paying attention to that? I, you know, for <laughs> real. Like, at this point, it's 2020. It's, it's what, Anything could happen. You know, let's, vote, let's just ride in spiders. Fine. I mean, I'm okay with that, you know. <laughs> That spiders at this point is fine. Seriously. <laughs> One last thing before we go, I, I want to thank you, Christina, for sponsoring um, the drive-in movie night that we have coming up on October the third. That's right. Yes. Um, we really appreciate that. We're really excited for it. We're excited to be back at the drive-in. We're excited for the Wizard of Oz, and we appreciate the sponsorship as always, and the opportunity for the community to come together and have a, a good a good time and a good experience. So, who is the official sponsor? So movie night in October, the early October movie night is brought to you by Christina Black with Keller Williams Realty Emerald Coast. And I'd like to give a special shout out to Greg Taylor for assisting with providing popcorn for the community. Awesome. And Greg, what does Greg do? Oh, Greg is a mortgage lender. So oh, we are okay. a little bit of the dream team. We can right. we can bring your real estate goals to life. <laughs> I like it. Sounds like a jingle. <laughs> it's good stuff. All right. Thank you very much for joining me. Thank you, Tim, as always. Thanks, and thank, thank you, listeners, for uh, enjoying another episode of Civic View. And we'll see you next time. 
Thank you for joining me for this episode of Civic View. If you would like to listen to future episodes, you can find them at civicview.podbean.com. That's C-I-V-I-C-V-I-E-W.P-O-D-B-E-A-N.com. You can also download their app for free in the Apple App Store or Google Play Store for your smartphone or tablet. Civic View is a public affairs program that can be heard Saturday mornings at 7.06 a.m. on WJSB-AM and WAAZ-FM. Our music was produced and performed by Scott Holmes, and you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at City of Crestview, and you you can also listen to the program on our website at www.cityofcrestview.org. And with that, I'll say be safe, Crestview, and I'll catch you next time.